Welcome, everyone. This is Michael Scott here with the Trucked Up Podcast, Local 2209 Radio. I'm joined with Nelson Rodriguez, and then we have uh, a couple of special guests here from Local 14. Um, I'll just have you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, my name's Tony Toddy, and I'm the president of UAW Local 14. And my name is Brian Van Pelt. I'm, I am the education director for the powertrain unit at Local 14. Okay. Now, tell us a little about your local and what you guys produce and... Uh, we make transmissions, uh, and we are very proud of our history. We, we date back to October 1st of 1935, so we predate the sit-down strike, and actually our founder, Bob Travis, went up and ran the Flint sit-down strike, so we're very proud of our history and, and our place in the UAW. And that's something, too, that we talk to everybody that comes in, so we do education. So on the education portion of it, you know, we talk to, to everybody that comes in and... Just turn your mic a little bit more towards your mouth. So. There you go. There we go. There you go. Oh, much better. Okay. See, he's the tech guy. Obviously, uh, you, know, you know. I heard it, so I knew. <laughs> uh, well, actually, he's supposed to be the tech guy. Too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're short that tech guy. <laughs> so with everybody that we have that comes into the plant, that we do do education for mm-hmm. them to make sure that everybody is, you know, at the same, at the same level and, and, and that stuff. So whether we have transfers coming in, you know, or if we have temporary employees, we all we give them the same education, so that way they all have the same base knowledge when they hit the floor. I remember you telling me because when we had our advisory council, you guys do it a different way. We will have the, we have the resources where we give 109s, but you're able to actually save your union money. Your employer actually pays for you to give a little bit of a, a 101 kind of slash GMS. What? So we give the 101, plus we also give core values, but that was because we had our two top leaders, Tony and our bargaining chair, ended up going in and talking to, you know, with the key four. You know, so the key four went in and had the meeting and that stuff, and so after that meeting, we were able to get that taken care of, so we do it Mm -hmm. there at the plant. Yeah, and I got that from some of the locals I've been at, Local 22 and uh, Detroit Hamtramck and Lansing, we actually had our union orientation and the whole week of orientation at the actual hall. And that's something that we wanted to do here, uh, but baby steps. We went from not having a great orientation to having eight hours of pure union orientation. Next step will be to get it at the hall because every member needs to know where their home is. Exactly. exactly. And, and they feel more free to talk. I mean, we shut the door <laughs> and we talk about management, right? And, and we talk about the union as well. Uh, we have great conversations, but I think everybody would feel more comfortable to have it in our home at the hall. And that's something we're striving towards. And the big thing that we talk about too, that Tony, you know, Tony was talking about when we do the core value, you know, classes, we're hearing it a lot to you know during the week you know about everything that's happened you know with our union and that stuff and so that's one of the things that we talk about we talk about that freely but we also let them know that hey you know when you have those kind of hard conversations how do you have them but have it in the right manner you know don't start arguing with somebody over it because it just doesn't put a good light on you but it also doesn't put a good light on Things that yeah. have already happened that that was, For your listeners mm-hmm. um, on your podcast, we, we are trucked up and we are out of 2209. And our president, Holly Murphy, she's as passionate as you are, Tony, as far as uh, educating our membership. Mm-hmm. And it's great seeing that you utilize any aspect you can to educate your, your membership because it's key, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, it's just in, in the podcast and it's great to, to see you guys do the podcast. That's the next frontier, right? 
and what else could we do with that? Uh, you know, we can't get everybody to our membership meetings. Uh, I look at it also uh, for organizing. You know, we're, we're spending a lot of money on organizing. Just think if you could take a podcast and the place that we're trying to organize, you talk about the health and safety conditions. You talk about how much a CEO makes. You talk about um, anything that's going on. Who do we represent that's similar to them? And what does that contract look like? What can we offer you? And then you shoot that podcast because all those members are afraid or all those people, workers, are afraid to show up to a meeting, right. but they could listen to a podcast. Right. And what if you geofenced the facility and anytime they walk through there, an ad pops up and now they're listening to the podcast, right? That, that's, that's organizing to the next level and that's something that this is, you know, and we all have newsletters. Um, we need to hit our members in as many places as possible to try to activate them and, and, and get them um, motivated to be a part of this union, right? That uh, geofence thing is a really cool idea. I was cool. just thinking, I'm like, I didn't bring my notebook, but we should probably, we need to remember that. That is a really, really good idea. Well, we have the podcast now. Yeah, How long have you guys been doing? You, you do a podcast, right, Tony? Yeah, we try to, uh, Brian and the education committee try to do a podcast once a month. Okay. Um, so we have what four or five in the can there's four yeah and we're just trying to build more content okay. uh, come up with different things this uh, different subjects uh and and we're doing pretty good so mm-hmm. what was your last one our last one was um June about 18th and and uh, civil rights civil rights good, good. we did we, we did had a too. really really good one on june i had no idea what it was so we had um, a couple people that are prominent in the community. Yeah. yeah it was really you liked it? Did you enjoy it? I do. I do. I, I listen. So typically if I go into work on a Sunday, that's what I'm listening to. And I just start at the top and I just let it build on down. <laughs> so I'm listening to the whole. So I listened to a few of them a few times. So it was I opened up for Mike and a few of our members because, um, you know, they're African-American. And our one listener, she um, came on and she didn't tell us she didn't know about Juneteenth until after she got a or she was in college. Right. Courtney. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in college and then she learned more about Juneteenth and how it was. Mm-hmm. you know in Fort Wayne and now mm-hmm. she's an advocate and she's just doing amazing things for her community as well you know so it was a great podcast and then yeah, I opened up for so many people yeah, and that's what we do with our podcast right uh, we, we try to come up with the the show just like anything else and do the the proper research uh, because we owe it to our listeners and our members to to one be factual get it correct um, make it entertaining but bring something to the table that they don't know, right? And and therefore we need to educate ourselves before we go to the pod. So, well, how are we gonna educate, man? This convention has been pretty wild. My <laughs> yeah. head, like every day, my head is just swollen and hurting, pulsating. Uh-huh. I take my migraine medicine every night before I go to bed, or else yeah. I can't. I mean, this convention has been amazing. I, was, I know it's new. We're all new. Right. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Mark of our former local 2209 president, and um, I told him, I'm like, this is like basic training for robert's rules of order because isn't it there's though? so much going on and it, i'm learning just with the process so much yeah it's robert's Definitely. rules on on steroids, on steroids. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because if you've been to a convention like i've been to a convention before where we were looking around for a parliamentarian because they were like okay so we don't know how this is supposed to work a parliamentarian in the house right and that stuff and so there it's like thank goodness we have one but now tony's tony's been to a a, a few conventions and that stuff and so now i know exactly as to how he's gotten so good at knowing about robert's rules of order yeah this one 
we're, we're going to a better place. Unfortunately, what brought us here was the corruption. We, we can't duck that. We can't hide that. Uh, but they used to be more um, festive because it was like a coronation of our leaders. And we were all happy about it. You know, the day to day would have been um, where you decorate the hall with the, you know, the re- different regions would have balloons up in their colors and, oh, okay. and everything else. And, and when you walked away from this convention before, you knew who your leaders were, right? And, and, and that's exciting. And it's a big party. And then you throw a big party for the, the outgoing uh, leaders. We don't have that now. Um, we're going to have an election that's going to take many months, and, and you know we'll know who that is. It's just a different feel, um, but it, it's where we're at, and we need to embrace it and go forward. Uh, but it is very, very different than anything I've seen before. Coming into this, you know, you hear all the stories about how the convention was previously run and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's totally different than what I expected. You know, like a lot of the games that were being played before that I've only heard of. You know. Mm-hmm. But seeing it now, it's it's so much well balanced. And hearing our members, even if they lose, hearing the conversation amongst each other and the debate, it's amazing. It's it's great, and it's great seeing that. So it was kind of uplifting because you hear the rumors, you know, and then you come here, and yeah, it hurts my head, but it's still because <laughs> right. you got so many, lo- you know, all our locals are there. We're all there, mm-hmm. and we get to hear each other, yeah. and it's great. And hopefully, people are listening. Right, because yeah. like here at this table, it's all GM. But mm-hmm. then when you go over there, you have every facet that we covered. You have so we talk to uh, IPS. You have you know Freightline Truck. You have you know John Deere's there. Every every facet that we cover in the UAW is all represented there. And, and what you're really seeing now is Region Nine A, right? Uh, the teachers' assistants in the back with with their. Uh, well thought out arguments, if, if, even if we don't agree with them, right? Um, it, it's so interesting to see how vocal these new members are, you know, and they're exciting and they're excited and, and all that. It, it's great to see that our, our, our system, our democracy really come through and, and everybody's respectful for the most part and everybody's heard through our Roberts Rule of Order system. And it is different than before. Uh, before you might say, hey, wh- what do you got to say, brother? And I objected, uh, 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 you cut the <laughs> mic, right? <laughs> Nobody's mic's been cut. You know, everybody has a chance to, to speak as long as it's in order. And you see even a, a spirit of helping people guide through the process. Even if somebody's, you know, not correct, they, you know, they counsel them and, and walk them through. Um, it, it, it's a better union. It's a better conference for that. I, I, I missed the, the yesteryear fun convention, but um, I think going forward, especially for where we're at with the corruption, this is needed and, and will be better going forward. It's true because with the corruption, in my eyes, my view, it, it just it, it almost broke our union. But the only thing that solidified our union keeps our union you know, the strength of our union is our core values. Mm-hmm. It's just the essence of what our union means. That's what keeps us going. You know, we can't, we can help our leaders. Right. We, we get, get rid of some of them, put new ones in, or keep the ones that are of, of value, right? But we don't lose our union because of its core values and the solidarity we build within it. You know, it's, it's, it's horrible that we have to do, deal with what we do, you right. know? Mm-hmm. But being at this convention, it, it did help me to know, it did, you know, my soul to know that we're trying. 
you know, even if we don't agree at times, we're trying. That we're going about it the right way, that we're doing, taking it a step at a time and just moving on from there. But as well, you know, like what Tony was saying was we're helping the members who aren't sure about something. You know, we're, we're helping them and we lift them up because, I don't know, in education we always talk about when you lift one up, you lift them up, you lift everybody up. Right? Yeah, we're talking about teachers. Mike, you want to talk about the teachers? Oh, I was just going to say you brought up um, that's the culmination of all of the UAW coming together, not mm-hmm. just like the auto workers are. But um, we had an interview the other day with a NYU professor. He's an adjunct professor and explained to us what that means and that it's crazy what they're going through over there. Um, what I can't remember what the total was that he said he, that they the make. Earth? Yeah. Well, um, that young woman that uh, she spoke on it, too. 20,000. Yeah. He said he gets paid per class. It was like six or seven grand per class in it. But here's the thing, though, you know, when when I talk about our history, it it goes back to 1935. Right. Mm -hmm. We always do our our orientation. We pull out the one one sheet of uh, contractual language that everybody, you know, the old school GM 1937 agreement. And then we say, how many pages of uh, language do you think we have today? Right. And we come up with like eighteen hundred between all of the supplement agreements, the national agreement, our local agreement. And that didn't happen overnight. You know, it took 80 years to get there. So. These members that were just organized last year, God bless them, you know, we're, we're going to fight for them and, right. and, you know, we're going to do the right things to get them to where they need to be. But you don't get the big three contract overnight. It, it took 80 years. Yeah, Tony, I'm glad you said that because we teach our amalgamated units now, too. Mm-hmm. We're really pushing to, to teach them one-on-one classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, with our vice president, Jim Peters, he spearheads it. So they are, you know... We didn't teach them for like 10 years. We kind of neglected them a bit for 10 years, and now we're on it. And the thing is, they come in, and they're like, I had that one pager. Oh, my book is this small. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're upset. They're very upset. And we t- tell them, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't build in one day. I mean, we did that. With the one-on-one class, it's so great because it shows the whole history. It takes you like a 360. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they get to know, you know, at the end of the one-on-one class that, okay, we do have to build this, mm-hmm. and it does take us to build it. Right. You know, I can't just yell and sit down and, and do nothing and just scream and cry, oh, whoa, is he me? I don't have nothing. You know, you got to work for it. Yep. Yeah. You know? It's the them learning that they're joining in on the, the joint struggle with mm-hmm. all of us, that we're all trying to better ourselves and better each other. Right. And with one-on-one classes, yep. we create leaders, too. Mm-hmm. We, we've got quite a few people that ended up being committee men. Yep. We identify them, too. Yeah. I mean, you can just see people coming in. We had a... A member that was uh, part of the airline um, industry and, and you see just the people that light up and gravitate towards it and, and make great arguments and, and you know really pro-union and they're so relieved uh, we hear horror stories coming in from other um, places of work right employment we even hear some bad stories about people coming in from other union shops and we got to explain to them uh, you know just because it's a union shop doesn't mean it's a great union but we do make the union and if you have a bad union i bet you you have bad involvement right uh so we're only as as good as as our members and our members make us or break us if they're involved or not you know you look at the standing committees right if you have uh, non-active standing committees you're going to have a problem right that's not going to be a great union um and success breeds success i mean when when standing committees support other standing committees for you know different events and involvement magic happens at locals um, how are you doing with your standing committees at local 14 i know brian brian's it's pretty amazing you got a you got an asset right there education is is 
probably one of our best because, you know, they, we are on the move for educating and things like that. We have Union Label that does things, you know. Um, they have two, two events each year, a mix and mingle and a market day, right? Um, it makes sense for the different committees, um, you know. So all our committees try to support each other, you know, and sometimes you'll have some more active than others, and, and sometimes some are dormant, and you got to breathe life into it. But we just need to focus in on it and try to support each other. It's so hard being that revolving door because with committees, sometimes you do a lot and sometimes people just can't afford to do that all that so much. And then sometimes you don't do anything and some mm-hmm. committees get, some people get deterred by it, you know? Well, and for us too, it has to do with like work hours and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of people that for the most part, I think that what most of the average worker there at the plant is like 10 hours a day. At least. 10 hours a day. I know that if I wanted to, I could get 84 hours a week, seven, you know, 84 hours a week going on until, you know, whatever time, because that's what the business needs and that stuff. And so, and if people don't want to work, you know, that overtime for the weekend, it comes down to you. So do you want to, or do you not? And so then it just becomes a yes, no question. Yeah. And, and, and then you have retirements, you have transfers, you have a lot of different things going on. I always tell my members, you know, you don't have to show up to every meeting. You don't have to show up to every, you know, event. But when you have time, participate, you know, um, because we do work so many hours in, in all these facilities. They work a lot of overtime. Hours. I think mm-hmm. we probably work the most throughout General Motors. Um, but, uh, you know, we got to find a way. Right. What well, uh, one of our problems at our locals is that our kind of a transplant plant Mm -hmm. right we have members from all over wisconsin was a big portion of our population early on we have members now yeah from um ohio lordstown to transfer defiance transfers um spring hill just all kinds of people but that's the big thing is they they didn't move closer to the plant so well i have an hour and a half drive i can't make it to the sunday meeting or on the weekends i want to drive back home to my family in lordstown right We, we see a lot of that. Um, so, yeah, we need what we really need to do. And I don't know what it's like at your place. Maybe you can let me know. We have so many newer workers, so many younger workers that we have not um, tapped into yet. And I think once we figure that out um, and I we want to start a young workers council at our place. I was a part of one in Region 1A and, and you learn Robert's Rules of Order. You learn. Um, different aspects of a union you know we have elections for these uh, you know executive board of a young workers council and and when you get your practice in and you can make your mistakes there then you can take that into the local and really you know be ready for your moment because you know we have a contract coming up we're going to get an increase in most likely uh, the the pension and we're going to have a lot of people leave and I'm really afraid that we don't have people stepping up and ready to take assume the position. Somebody always step up. Um, but the more knowledge and the more experience that they get now will just make them better for the moment and make us a stronger union. I mean, you really hit that issue on the, the head right there with ours, too, is that we have a lot of young, new members coming in. And it's, so um, you guys mentioned that you have a program set up to get these people educated. Well, we haven't had orientation in years and we're having major manpower issues too so it's just become a, a big ordeal and it's yeah mm-hmm. our, our president she knows that we have the young workforce and she knows we have to get them active mm-hmm. and involved so we try like we, we just sent three young members to uh detroit mm-hmm. they took media and stuff like that Excellent. to learn how to do podcasts and other mm-hmm. things cool. so now they joined the education committee 
and they're adding value to us. You know, right. they had helped us with our QR codes that we put on our shirts. Oh, so that nice. we have QR codes and calling cards. What it has it has a QR code and it sends you every single link that our trucked up podcast is on. It sends you straight to a local twenty two hundred nine website. It sends you straight to our Twitter. Uh, what is, what is it? Instagram as well? Uh, I'm not sure on Instagram. I know we have a TikTok too. Oh yeah, TikTok too. Yep. So all these young, these young minds, they know all this technology. They got all these different ideas, and we need that. You know, we need, in order to grow, we have to grow with your diversity, and your youth has to be the future. That right. And just that widespread on the communication that your member wants to receive mm-hmm. and, their, and their language, right, or how they like to receive information is really helpful. Right. And it's about all about, I mean, the end all of all. End all is how do you drive that involvement. Right. Driving the involvement is what really comes, what it all comes down to. I mean, we try to tap onto it right when we have the people there to talk to them. I, th- I tell our, uh, you know, all our new hires when we get them, you know, you look at Bob Travis, who was, you know, our founder. And after we organized in 1935, they organized some other places. And he went out to Cleveland and, and had his head cracked so bad, he was in a coma for three days, right? Ooh. That's what he gave to the union, you know, movement. I'm just asking you to show up to a meeting every now and again, right? <laughs> we, we had the Autolite strike in 1934 in Toledo, Ohio, in a neighborhood, and there was 10,000 strikers, and they called out the National Guard, 1,300 National Guardmen, and they opened fire on them, killed two of them dead right then, and injured a bunch of others. These people literally gave their lives for this for movement, union. and if we don't become active and, and a part of it, we'll lose it. And, and we, we shed all this blood, we shed all the tears, we shed all the, the burned all the calories for what? We cannot go backwards. You look at Striketober and the rest of it, we're on the move. Um, but we do need more members to be active so we can go organize some more places. So that's one thing that we're trying to, to get a hold of is, you know, an organizing committee. Um, we're looking at some places um, that make sense. Not every place needs a union, not every place a union will work out or make sense but when they raise their hand and say hey you know we're interested we really need to go after it oh yeah totally what do you how do you find you so what you said about organizing now with everything that's gone on with the uaw has it how much has it impacted your area as far as organizing well traditionally uh uaw well you look at our region and brian always says you know ask the question who's the most dense region and and you know you guys know that right Who's the most, what region is the most union dense out of all the regions in the UAW? It's either 9 or 9A. That's what a lot of people say. We actually had somebody get <laughs> it the on, first time. It, it's region 2B. You're 2B. in it. Is it right? Is it We're really? in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have but the most union members. Ohio, right? Ohio and Indiana. Ohio. Um, okay. A lot of, uh, you know, Chrysler facilities in Indiana and in Ohio. What's the Kokomo yes. local? Yeah. Seven, oh, six, five, so many members. Oh, yeah, they have. Shout out to them if they're listening. Yeah. So, yeah, w- Toledo at one time, I mean, our, our, our guy, uh, Emilio Ramirez, who just won trustee for, mm-hmm. for the UAW, he represents the teacher or the uh, principals and administrators of um, Toledo Public Schools. And we're the only uh, school district in the nation where that's a thing. Like, nobody can do that anymore. It's, it's banned or, or whatever. But that's, that's how Union Toledo is. At one point, almost everything was organized, um, and, and we need to get back to that, um, especially when we can't have two Amazon facilities in our, our backyard and us not go after them, right? So we have one that just popped up in ours, too. 
Yeah. And they're paying their people well. They're trying to make sure that they don't organize. Keep us out. As much as they can without forcing the union to come in. Right. And see, the one thing that Tony and I always talk about, too, is, you know, well, we had Fuyao. Fuyao took over a plant that General Motors used to own and that stuff. And then now they're nine. It's a non-union shop. And I mean, if everybody's not seen it, it's all right there and. You know, American Factory on Netflix. So that was a great not show. to plug that, that in, movie. but that we'll go ahead and plug movie. that in while we're at it. Yeah. So, but that just tells you about you know organizing and what it's about, and we go through that whole story about you know the importance of being part of a union because when those people voted down the union, there's not one of those people that are left in the plant because when they when they after they voted out the union, they cleared house. They didn't want to have any kind of conversation about union, and it just kind of showed and then reinforced the fact that. They can the company can do whatever they want to without a contract. Yeah, yeah. Strength of these companies now. We I mean we've empowered them to continue to do what they're doing. You know, we need to take that back. We need to start. You know, and we are doing as a, as a union movement in and of, of itself. Like when we we struck the last time, the people in our community they supported us. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. before I've been to quite a few strikes, and before people just give you the finger. You know, try to spit at you and do some, all types of stuff. There was some of that, but we did. There was, was a lot of like tons of businesses coming down, providing food yeah. at the yeah. our, our yeah. union. Oh hall. yeah, we had. Yeah, I'm originally from New York. I've been to quite a few strikes, being from, <laughs> from a 99 <laughs> seniority, and it's a, it's changing. Was that the most receptive? The 15 strike I've ever seen. Okay. I love having this conversation at General Motors World Headquarters, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're listening, Mary, right? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't we have this conversation, too? Um, the median income versus the CEO income? Right. Who's, which yeah. one of the speakers was talking about that? Um, 620 times. Does was, anybody does was, not uh, know that? Three, 341, I think, is what they That's said. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I, thought it I was. looked it up, See? and it said 620. <laughs> looking it I don't know. Up the, on, the, man. Internet, the internet doesn't lie. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's undefeated. <laughs> Regardless of which one it is, it's still an it's obscene still amount of money. Amount. And it really goes to that whole video when Walter Ruther was interviewed. He has nothing against you know what the CEO makes. It's just a matter of they're still an employee just as we're an employee we're still doing a service for the company as well as as the shareholders just as much as she is just as much as anybody within management is they're still employees of general motors corporation and that was his argument to get profit sharing right that's an amazing video if you definitely look it up if you get the chance it is an amazing mike wallace interview yeah Mm -hmm. yep very good our uh, tech guy, I think he's about to make the, the sign fall on a oh no three hundred thousand dollar car, and he's going to have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> he's very creative, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. We have Brian Mooney in with us too. He's our tech guy, and he's making sure we're all walking around, there. taking pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's making sure we're good. And this is a little round <laughs> building here. Yeah, but you know, just just back to um, uh, the convention. It was it was interesting because a lot of people. This was our first time to publicly together share our frustration of what happened but the the underlying thing though is those people did go to jail and our our representation now isn't that because if they were they wouldn't be here either and and that's that's the one thing you know i I truly believe our dark days are behind us um but it's going to take a lot of creativity it's going to take a lot of uh, solidarity to get past this moment And, and hopefully even the people that are still angry and yelling and mad will, will realize it and not try to tear down. You know, we, we got to support whoever we elect and hopefully they'll uh, get beyond um, their their anger for the past and, and really pitch in and, and, 
and take the great arguments that we heard, you know, because we're hearing a lot of great arguments, creative arguments. I think we all want to be in the right place. It's just how we get there. But once these elections are done, we need to suck it up and uh, and and fight the common um, foe, which is these these corporations outsourcing our jobs, these corporations, um, you know, not compensating us correctly yet. You know, our CEOs are making close to $30 million a year. Well, I can't wait till we get to the table next year. And just give us what you got. The same percentage of increase, you give us that, you know. I did see an article. They're getting ready, though. Uh, I did see an article earlier about sales being down with General Motors and that uh, Mary Barra was telling the shareholders they have, uh, 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 what's the word? Cost cuts? Yeah, cost cuts. Or, um, yeah, ready to go for whenever. You start to talk about Mary, cue the person walking through with the <laughs> making the noise. <laughs> Very good. But you know, Tony, totally agree. We do have to move on. We really do. Mm-hmm. And when I first started at General Motors and I started at Powertrain, Jeff Paycheck was my shop chairman. Mm-hmm. I learned the good and I learned the bad from him. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking forward to is that the leadership that we do have now, I'm hoping that what you're saying is right. I'm hoping that they are not turning a blind eye if they see something else happening. Oh. I hope we do progress because we do have to do what you're saying. We do have to progress mm-hmm. our union. We do have to keep on moving forward. Well, when you look at the core values of our our, our constitution and our union, um, one of it is to negotiate great um, contracts, right? And we're seeing that. Uh, you, you saw that with John Deere. Amazing contract. You, you saw that with the subsystems even in GM. That's a strong contract. We just need to stack up, stack up, stack up the wins. Uh, And and that's how people should be judged. And the group that we have right now are getting results. And and we need to not bash that. It was upsetting to see that subsystem contract come out. And people were just so quick to pounce on it and say, oh, it's a terrible contract. Look, they're trying to buy them off. It's all front-loaded. It was a one-year deal <laughs> to get them in cycle with the other General Motors contract that's coming up. Oh, so I if didn't it's, know that. If it's, it's not front-loaded, then when are you ever going to get the money, right? right. Um, so we need to do our own research. We can't be so quick. We're all mad as hell. Nobody's more mad than us about that corruption that we found out today, how much it cost us just in oh, one oh year's time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's over $10 million, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, those are our dues dollars that are paying for that. So we all should be mad. And if you're not mad, what's wrong with what's you, wrong with right? You? But but we can't stay mad forever. Uh, we got to go forward. And it's putting people in places to um, guarantee our, our four core values. And we need to uplift or uphold those. And good contracts is that. And we're seeing that take place. Yeah, yeah. And through our podcast, you know, with yours, with ours, we're here to educate our membership. We're here to make sure they make informed decisions so that we do progress. You know, mm-hmm. knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we, you know, me and you, Brian, we, we're always teaching, always right? About that, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's true. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a old stale, oh, knowledge is power. But, it, I mean, it's so true. It's, hey, if it's true, it's true. I mean, that's the thing, though. And that knowledge is what can build the union up, too. You know, all that knowledge and everything. I mean, the one thing that I kind of tell everybody is the more knowledge that you have, the better off that you're going to be. You know, if you have the th- those three things, if you have your your national bargaining contract you have your your local and then you also are attending meetings and you're active those are the things that are going to make you a stronger union person but also a more knowledgeable union person and then what do you do with that 
you go out and you talk to your friends and that stuff. Oh man, how much money do you make? You know, everybody always hears you work at General Motors. I say you make a lot of money. No, I don't make a lot of money. I make enough money, but I make that money because of a contract that I have because I'm part of a union. I'm part of a bigger thing. So then it's about putting rubber to the road. You want what I got? Put rubber to the road and do that for yourself. Pretty soon we're gonna have to put rubber to the road too, because this day isn't done. <laughs> it's what, what seven seven o'clock. Or well, still before done. we close this out, Brian, why don't you give a shameless plug of our podcast, the name of it, and where you can find it? There you go. Go ahead. So, our <laughs> podcast is called Up. It's the Union Progress podcast. You can find that through through going to the the webpage uawlocal14.org and there's a ribbon up top and you just plug into that and that's how you get to it we'll put the link on we'll, we'll put uh, all the information on our our facebook page our yeah, podcast facebook definitely. page and then at the same point we'll go ahead yours Mike, is, let him in uh we are the trucked up local 2209 podcast you can find us search it on google we're on uh, apple podcast spotify google play just search that anywhere you'll find it we, we want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want it. It's a great me. It's a great way to to really reach people. I think, and I, I think that we're going in the right direction. And it's new. It's new. Oh. And I mean, when we came here, it took a little little while for them to open up to us because it's new. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm understanding of that. And I'm hoping we have a warmer welcome, welcoming for all of us. And I hope they really know that this is an avenue for us to really teach people and really reach our membership and grow the whole thing is to grow right exactly to build our union build that solidarity mm-hmm. exactly well thank you gentlemen appreciate yeah, thank you, you. Yeah. yeah we appreciate it Very thanks good my brothers <laughs> <laughs> thanks my brothers hey, everybody have a great day